I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. Happy Monday, friends. It's episode 149, which means our final episode is actually launching this Thursday, which is crazy to me. It makes me feel so excited for what's to come with Wild and Holy Radio that's launching July 31st, but also a little sad. You know, the Enoughness Revolution was a conversation I started in October of 2015 out of a pure passion to understand enoughness and the voices of not enough and dispel the myth that it doesn't matter how much we make, how much we become, how much we achieve, or how much we do. The voices of not enough are part of the human experience. And for the past almost two years, I've interviewed over 100 people on their personal journeys to finding worthiness, revolutionizing what they believe they deserve, and cultivating the courage to actually pursue it. And each of these conversations has left an imprint on my heart. Each one has given me a piece of wisdom I've carried with me on my journey and hopefully have also passed on to you. So as we meet for our last Monday together until Wild and Holy Radio launches July 31st, P.S., don't forget to join the launch team, which you can do in the show notes. I want to take some time to sum up some of the biggest lessons I've learned the past two years of running this podcast. So the first, enoughness is deeply, deeply spiritual. I've done all kinds of work to heal the voices of not enough. (laughs) And before beginning my path of personal development, I tried uh, to numb in any way I could. I'd hide myself in other people and relationships to feel wanted and desired. I'd hide myself under substances and alcohol to offer a short relief of my feelings of unworthiness. I ran from God as far as I could go until I literally could not go any further. I hardened my heart. I put up walls so I'd never have to feel pain again. I self-abandoned my own ideas and opinions because I didn't want to rock the boat or risk disapproval. I stayed in relationships that weren't right for me because I was terrified of being alone. All because I needed the approval of others so badly. I needed their validation because I hadn't learned to give myself my own which of course was a catch-22 at the time (laughs) because I desperately needed my own validation and self-belief, but also didn't think my opinion of myself held any weight or merit anyway. But then 2006 happened, the year I felt like I lost everything. The bottom of my world literally fell out. My best friend died. I lost a whole group of friends. I lost myself in drugs and alcohol again. I left everything I knew behind to travel Europe on my own, and by the grace of God, I had no other choice but to rely on myself to recover from some of the deepest grief I've ever known. And that was a turning point for me. Sometimes rock bottom is the best place to rebuild your life, as J.K. Rowling says, and I know that that's been true for me. For the past 11 years now, I've been on a personal development journey to learn how to honor my soul to release shame and guilt and heal the holes I felt I had in my heart. And year after year, I've challenged myself to become more and more whole. The last place I'd ever expect to arrive is to this deeply spiritual place of knowing and believing I'm enough, that I always have been, and I always will be, even if I do nothing more in my life. 
because enoughness isn't attached to anything outside of ourselves. It's attached to our divinity. And this is huge, which we're going to be talking in much more depth on Wild and Holy Radio, how we actually cultivate that sense of divinity within us. Number two thing that I've learned <laughs> is we all experience the voices of not enough. I used to think that I could outrun fear and I would never be done with my personal development until I got to this place where fear didn't exist. And then I realized that was completely absurd <laughs> because fear is part of the human experience. And fast forward five years and again, I found myself in the same trap of wanting to get to this place where the voices of not enough no longer existed. And I truly believed I hadn't done my enoughness work until I got to this place where I knew I was enough and was no longer plagued by the voices of not enough. And almost six months in, I realized that I was in the same situation, trying to perfect my own self-improvement. You know, Brene Brown talks about the difference between self-improvement and perfection and the gifts of imperfection, and it's stuck with me ever since. Our goal isn't to get rid of fear or the voices of not enough. Rather, it's to learn how to find our way back home to our truth and our soul when these voices do pop up. And they will pop up, and for good reason. For me, I've come to recognize fear and the voices of not enough as a sign I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. But deeper than that, I'm owning my truth in a more powerful way. And my truth may very much differ from a lot of conventional wisdom or conventional thought. And there is risk in speaking your mind and sharing your truth. There is risk in pivoting in new directions. There is risk in trying something new or pursuing a passion or loving someone with your whole heart. But there is no way around that risk, only through. And the way we get through is with vulnerability, which is probably why I love Renee's work so much. Courage and vulnerability are so deeply entwined, and both are necessary for us to rise in our own truths in spite of fear and the voices of not enough, which brings me to my third lesson. The voices of not enough are not your truth. This is one of those truths that I wish I would have learned when I was about 11. <laughs> before anxiety started, before depression started, before addiction started, before codependency started, before self-abandonment started. If I would have known that the voices of not enough were not my truth, maybe I wouldn't have given them so much power. But that wasn't my journey. Instead, my life has been a journey of coming home to my truth. And if you've done this work, you know what this journey is like. You know that it can feel like a street fight <laughs> for a good long while. You know you can stay in self-defeating patterns for years, even when you know, in air quotes, how to change. And you can get stuck in a downward spiral of knowing how to do differently, but not truly being ready to do it because you don't believe you're worth any better. And it's toxic and it is shame inducing. It's tough. But I will say, taking the soul's journey of coming home to your truth and realizing the journey is never done, it changes the way you see yourself. It changes the way you love. It changes the way you live your life. And for all the years I've spent in non truths, to be in a place where life feels much more full of real truths is like I've arrived for myself in a way that feels like home. And there's a lot of pride in that. 
For years, I needed other people's validation more than my own. I desperately needed to know that I belonged, which is a basic human need, right? But I feel more than ever, what is most important is to belong to and with yourself, to live with integrity. And integrity is built on living your truth. So how do you know your truth? It's simple, really. You are whole. You are perfect. You are deserving. You are complete. You are capable. You're strong. You're lovable. You're worthy. You are enough. That's the truth of all of our souls because that's the nature of souls, you guys. <laughs> souls don't hustle for any of these things because they don't need to. You don't need to. And be wary of any relationship, institution, culture, group, or belief system that makes you question any of those things. And that's a big one, which we're going to be diving deeper into on Wild Holy Radio. Number four. This one might be my favorite. <laughs> Discernment is the path to enoughness. If there's anything I'm most excited about diving into on Wild and Holy Radio, it is this one. How we find our truth and live it and what this actually looks like in action. I know I've shared this quote probably hundreds of times now, but it speaks to the gravity of discernment with such conviction it warrants me to share it again. There's this quote by Walt Whitman from Leaves of Grass, and it goes, Re-examine all you've been told in school or church or in any book and dismiss whatever insults your own soul. There are two parts here, re-examining and dismissing, and both take courage, <laughs> but both lead to your own truth. The journey of cultivating more enoughness has been a process of unsubscribing from anything and everything that hasn't felt like my truth. And truth to me feels a lot like love. Not judgmental, manipulative, needy, or fearful love, but unconditional, all-welcoming, non-judgmental, healthy, whole love. And it's required me to open my mind to things I was previously close to. It's required I look at life through someone else's viewpoint, even if it's uncomfortable, even if I really don't like that person. <laughs> it's required I explore things I previously thought were weird or crazy, things I thought I would never do. It's required me to realize I have much more to learn than what I already know. And because of that, I've embraced a curiosity for life instead of living in the places of certainty or black and white. But more than that, discernment isn't just re-examining. It's learning how to hear your own voice over the noise of the world and choosing to follow that voice as often as possible. It's about flexing your bravery muscles and learning to recognize what alignment feels like for you and let go of, shift, pivot, dismiss the things that no longer feel like truth. And dismissing is hard. <laughs> Letting go is hard. Shifting and pivoting, also hard, which is why I'm so big on permission. You are allowed to leave any story that no longer feels like truth. You are allowed to leave any relationship that no longer feels like love. You are allowed to leave work that no longer feels like your calling. You are allowed to shift, to grow, to evolve, and change. And it's almost like discernment and shifting are in this beautiful love affair. <laughs> but 
it always leads to more alignment and alignment feels like truth and truth is the foundation for enoughness for worthiness but underneath all this you guys is also the process of learning to tune in to your intuition and to trust it and that's a whole another big conversation that we're going to be diving in even deeper on wild and holy radio because this is a really very deeply spiritual practice of learning to trust your inner voice, learning to trust your inner compass, of learning to understand what alignment, what truth, what integrity feels like for you and making choices from that place. This is the process of discernment, right? Oh, there's so much here. <laughs> so rich, so good, and so liberating, which is why I can't wait to talk more about this. So number five lesson, and this is also one of my favorites. <laughs> Enoughness is the foundation for healthy love. With every single conversation I've had on enoughness, it always comes back to love. Enoughness gives us a certainty in who we are and what we deserve. It not only revolutionizes the way we think about and treat ourselves, but it drastically shifts the way we love the people closest to us. And this goes for how we love our spouse, our friends, our coworkers, and our children, because it allows us to be the ultimate receivers of love as well. When enoughness is our foundation, we view other people's actions through a loving lens. We recognize that everyone is doing the best they can. We realize other people's actions have so much more to do with what they're going through than they have to do with us. And just this gift alone, this gift of depersonalization, deeply shifts the way we experience others and ourselves. Instead of walking through life feeling triggered, we walk through life feeling whole and serene. And this doesn't mean that we're void of worry. It doesn't mean our feelings don't get hurt from time to time. It doesn't mean we won't need to set boundaries because we will. But we see and experience people through a loving perspective instead of needing more from them than they can give at the time. We're more able to let people be who they are instead of needing them to be someone different. We learn to celebrate the people close to us just like we learn to celebrate ourselves with all our dichotomies and all of our paradoxes and all of our quirks. <laughs> and we start to see the people we love as perfect just as they are for who they're to become, the impact they're here to make, the lessons they're here to learn, and the lessons they're here to teach us. So not only does enoughness shift the way we love, but it also shifts what we deserve. We no longer stay in toxic relationships. We no longer put up with abuse. We no longer stay in situations out of obligation or outdated thinking. We're willing to choose ourselves, to ask for what we need to stay in the room when things are hard, to be willing to be vulnerable and be all in while also knowing where our lines are and knowing what actions we'll take if they're crossed. Enoughness is deeply honoring. It's deeply loving and it's deeply courageous. Enoughness, I have found, is the foundation for healthy, vibrant, soul-shifting love. And it's really easy for me to see how this carries over into my work with couples, especially 
cultivating that sense of worthiness and enoughness, of helping them depersonalize the actions of their partner, learning to look at their partner through a loving lens, and what a gift that is for seeing their partner shift and change and become the person that they need them to be, to be more responsive to their needs. There is so much here, so much. And enoughness is at the foundation of pretty much everything, everything. And that's why I think this conversation has been such a rewarding one for me to have, for me to lead, for me to participate in, and for me to continue forward in a little bit of a different way. So (laughs) when I first started this podcast, I had no idea where this conversation was going to lead me. I didn't know enoughness would be this whole thing that took over my life for two years. I also didn't know doing my own work around this would set me free in ways I couldn't have imagined. And yet I know my work isn't done. It never will be. Because just like fear and not enough are part of the human experience, so is choosing courage and truth. And the longer I walk this planet, I become aware of more and more layers. I want to strip away to live braver and live truer. And I hope you're right there with me. I want you to join me for the final episode on Thursday as we go even deeper on the topic of enoughness. And do not forget to come and join the Wild and Holy Radio launch team. There's a link down in the show notes. I want to share all the behind the scenes with you guys on this new conversation, plus my first sponsors, our first guests, and never before heard interviews that you get to hear first. So, oh my gosh. I'll see you guys on Thursday for our final episode. A new adventure is in sight, you guys, and I am so excited. Oh my goodness. Okay, have a beautiful start to your week, and I will see you in a couple of days for our last Transformational Thursday. Bye. Bye.